Well, welcome, Rob. Thanks, mate. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Be good to be here. Yeah, first time on the Human Being Mental podcast. Indeed, hopefully first of many. Exciting stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you welcome your dog as well. She's sitting there looking very inquisitive as us. Yeah, we have got Mally in case people hear a little clip clop of nails on the floor. She may yeah, welcome and join she, us. She may well. welcome and join yeah. us at some point. Cool. So um, introduce yourself to everybody, please, mate, and uh, tell us a, a little bit about your background, what brought you into Dudes and Dogs and... Um, yeah, just yeah. Go, go so, for it, go for it. Um, my name's Rob Osman. Um, I'm 41, I've, and uh, I'm the founder of an organisation called Dudes and Dogs. And mm-hmm. Dudes and Dogs is a men's mental health organisation that I set, mm-hmm. set up in 2019 with a really simple premise, and that's just to show every man in every corner of the world that it's not just okay to talk. And there's Mally. <laughs> Mally, Hello, Mally. Down, down. Oh, thank Good you for girl. giving me Good some girl. love. That's very nice. <laughs> and, and we do that by getting guys into the fresh air for a walk and talk um, okay. with dogs for company, and we train guys to lead those walks. Mm-hmm. And they train not to be a therapist or a counsellor. They're actually okay. trained just to hold a safe space where okay. guys feel they can talk and open up about anything, big stuff, small stuff. It's a bit more kind of like a kind of coaching kind of thing rather than a... Yeah, you know, almost like mentoring. Hobby. Well, actually, what we want to do for guys is empower them to take okay. responsibility for their own well-being and realise yeah. that they can do it themselves and they, they can talk about feelings and Absolutely. emotions. And the reason we did it is because... I. I, 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 I suffer with social anxiety and it started okay. when I was about 10 or 11. Okay, yeah. And I also spent about 30 years trying, through that social anxiety, just trying to fit in and be mm. what I thought society wanted me to be rather than what I was. Mm. You know, because I, I did play sport and I'm a I fairly big guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I do hear that You one. do the same, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and it, I didn't realise until my 30s like how unhappy that had made me and the fact that I just spent that time trying to be, as I say, what what I thought I had to be rather than what I was, and and hiding all my str- what all my what I saw as my weaknesses at the time. I realised were actually all my strengths, and so where I was going out and trying to be, you know, the alpha and trying to be funny and the life mm. and soul and all those things. Actually, what I am is is really sensitive and really emotional, mm. um, and I do cry a lot, and I but mm. I also laugh a lot, and. And that emotional response was what I saw as my weakness for about 30 years. And I tried to push away mm. and I realized that it's kind of my superpower. And it wasn't until I started talking about that and saying it and realizing it mm. that I realized I thought I was just, it was just me that felt that way. And, and so many blokes just wrote to me or got in touch about what we're doing as a concept, but also the fact that they hadn't been able to be themselves and and I didn't realise the impact it had on me, as I say, until until my thirties. How unhappy it made me, mm, um, mm. and how little people knew me. And yeah, so, yeah. so that was where I came from. I realised that I wanted to help people. Yeah. So I, I stopped working. I worked in the corporate world till twenty nineteen. Um, okay, did really okay. well. Was very successful. Mm. Got to a high level, but also made myself really ill. Um, mm. I got Bell's palsy. Oh God. Um, Half my face was just collapsed and I didn't pick up on it it was other wow. people noticing it I would start every day at the kitchen table in floods of tears and just think that was normal yeah. um I you know my anxiety was so high that I didn't have a settled stomach for 15 20 years you know and again just thought that was normal and just carried on yeah. and, and it wasn't till I stepped back and and removed myself from that and realized actually my gift is my emotions and my sensitivity it's just my chimp, as I call it, takes over a bit too much and, and runs with it. And actually what I need to do is embrace that emotion, but actually still yeah. be in control of it more than I was in those times. All my emotions at that time, mate, were anger, fear, frustration, yeah, yeah. jealousy even. Yeah, yeah. And they are not healthy places to be. It's, it's okay to get angry. It's also okay to have those emotions. It's, it's how you respond to that. And, and that's what was so unhealthy with me back then was how I was responding to those. I was an angry, angry young man. And I was scared. Mm. Mm. And as a result, 
I, I was acting out in ways that weren't healthy to me or people around me. So that came out in you in anger and anxiety and presumably yeah. depression as well at yeah. some points. Because yeah. from my own experience and from working with a lot of people with their own darker emotions, yeah. anxiety and depression hold hands and go skipping down the road together. Big you know, time, they're mate. best friends. Big time. Yeah. Um, it's something which I probably haven't acknowledged again till recently how long I've st struggled with depression. Mm. Um, and I'm comfortable talking about it now. Mm. Um, I For ages, I, so I, I tried to take antidepressants in my early 20s when I lost my dad, mm. and mm. it didn't work for me. It numbed me, like completely numbed me. Mm. And, mm. and I'm, as I say, with all those emotions I have, I need to feel. I think a lot of people have that experience. Yeah. They, they take an antidepressant because the doctor says it's a good idea, it'll help you control your feelings. But actually, it 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 doesn't just dull down the negative feelings, it dulls down Everything. all your positive feelings. Yeah. It, it, it's like a blanket on all of your emotions. Mate, and I think a lot of people have that experience. You're on the money, and it, it was physical and mental, and I say that just yeah. in case anyone else is going through it. Like, I, I couldn't get an erection, I couldn't even think about yeah. sex and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, do you know what? After three months, I was like, I, this is not for me. And, no. and I was quite anti that as a solution. And then yeah. through lockdown, I spoke to a doctor again when I was having a really tough time, and I went for a separation, which was quite uncomfortable and everything. And they put me on a metazapan, it's called, which is okay. um, sort of more around anxiety. And it's allowed me to be a bit more level with how I yeah. manage things and yeah. a bit more approachable. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it's just given me that time to actually just calm down a little bit with everything that's gone on, with all the change that's happened with mm. everyone and, mm. and, and stuff. And, and I, th I think meds can be useful. You know, they, they they have their place. You yeah. know, I think I think meds can be really useful. Like you've just said, they, they gave you a bit of space yeah. to, to be able to deal That's with it. what you needed to be deal with. But I think it, it's the right meds, isn't it? Do you, do you know what I mean? It's the right meds. That was the big one for me. I spoke to someone who, and we, we touched on this before we chatting. Like I spoke to someone who really, like a doctor who, I can't remember her name, and she probably didn't want me saying it. On <laughs> <laughs> but she really listened to what I said about mm. the meds before and where my fears were, mm. and she chose that one, and it's, it worked really well for me. Mm. And, and I, as I say, that that's kind of that for me was a, a a big change in being able to talk openly about my depression, about my anxiety, and, and saying about the struggles I had in my teens, and the fact that I, I tried to compensate for an awful lot of that depression. And as you say, the, the depression, anxiety go hand in hand. I still manage it today. You know, I don't think you get over depression. You learn to manage and live with it. That's exactly and right. that can be positive. Mm. That doesn't have to be, oh God, mm. I'm always going to be depressed. It just means being kind to yourself that you're going to have some bad days. Today was a bad day. Mm. Two, three mm. years ago, I'd have woken up and found an excuse to get up everything I had in the diary. Mm. I woke mm. up feeling the same this morning and mm. the thoughts went through my head. How the fuck... Am Am I allowed to swear on this one? So you swear okay. like a truth on <laughs> okay. I swear like a pirate. <laughs> Please so, do. Yeah. Please how the do. fuck do I get out of everything? I still had yeah. that thought, but the difference is now I, I can have positive conversations. I can mm. identify the fact. So I do a thing called notice, name, and normalize with my anxiety. I can mm. notice that it's there. I can mm. see what it's doing. Mm. And I can have that conversation myself now to understand mm. that, yeah I, yeah, I do feel anxious because I'm going to do this chat potentially. But loads of people tell me I'm really good at it. And actually, I really enjoy it. Mm. And mm. so when you look at it in position, I love watching your chats with Jason. Like, oh, do thanks, you know, I find mate. it fascinating. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm very lucky as, to have as, Jason as well in my as, life. <laughs> as well as making myself feel better by watching you get into an ice bath, you know, which <laughs> yeah. is great. Yeah. I'm like, you crack on with that, mate. Yeah. That makes me feel really good watching you do that. Oh, you know thanks, what I mean? mate. Yeah, um, thanks. Because I, I, I just see a guy who's challenging himself, who, who's doing something that's, that's, that's different to yeah. the, the standard way of, of dealing with things that our society says, which is either ignore it man up and get on with it they, which i fucking hate yeah. man up and get on with it can go fuck itself as far as i'm concerned yeah, like I'm, I'm done with absolutely. that phrase like you know yeah. and and i think like 
hear I hear that so often and it, it makes me angry it genuinely does and it's either that or medication yeah you know that's the way society says yeah. that we deal with this stuff yeah. and so it's great to see you doing something else and and putting that out there I think it's positive for guys to recognize that things like exercise things like challenging what you're eating things yeah. like challenging your daily routine you know waking your body up getting out of the mind and into the body that's these things the are all one. so important for anxiety and they're little yeah. things you can do to challenge yeah. yourself you know that mate so. that you, you sort of you read into it and they're, they're basic techniques but what you're yeah. fundamentally doing is say it's changing that main mindset or just again the, i think it's really important I, i'm honest because i think a lot of people watch what i do with dudes and dogs and watch the challenge and think mm. i've got this all nailed <laughs> and and i'm far far from it maybe they don't but mm. judging by some of the messages i get of support and stuff that's what the impression is and mm. and actually that that's not the case at all you know no. it's it's about some there are going to be days when you don't mm. want to get in the ice bath and there are going to be days when you don't actually mm. and mm. but at the moment i've got a ton of stuff going on and i know despite feeling anxious doing the ice bath doing the exercises and doing the morning starts has allowed me to carry on and do those things and when you say about the phrase about man up and get on with it you're absolutely right horrible phrase yeah. what managing my anxiety and taking responsibility for my own mental health and doing things even if i don't want to is done has allowed me to carry on not man up mm. but has allowed mm. me to carry on and do things but mm. still be kind to myself and at the end of the day now i look at things i've achieved rather than starting the day with what the fuck have i got to do today mm. i look at stuff i've achieved and i can guarantee almost anyone mm. if you look back on your day on what you've achieved it will be more than you've given yourself credit for. 110%. Yeah. 110%. And it's about challenging yourself in little ways. That's you know? it. I mean, I'm, it. Some, some people might think getting in a nice bath is a massive challenge to them because mm. they don't like the cold. And yeah, you know, fair enough. Yeah. I'm sure it is bloody yeah. cold when you get in there, <laughs> pretty, you know. Yeah. But how do you feel when you get out? <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's, that's, that's, that's the key thing, isn't it? You know, it's, it. it's actually, it's a little mental challenge to try and overcome that cold. But what you're doing is, is you're rewiring that circuitry in, in your brain yeah. to actually be able to deal with difficult things yeah and, and it's so tiny that the way you're doing it but the magnitude is is like that yeah. you know and that's so i mean if anyone wants to know more about it go and look at vim hoff stuff because he's obviously Hoff, the, yeah, the he's, god of yeah, it and yeah, he yeah, will yeah. tell it you far better but one thing that i really like about it is as you say so the, one of the, one of the reasons people think ice therapy works is the the way it just your inability to think about anything else like mm. fuck i'm cold mm. and that is because your body is when we talk about fight and flight and everything mm. fundamentally there's only a few things your body are naturally terrified of it might be terrified of lots of different things but from nature from birth mm. and cold is one of them because it can kill us mm. Mm. and so your body when you get in ice cold is thinking how the f do i get out of here mm. for someone who struggles with anxiety like me mm. and needs to be able to shift their mindset mm. being able to get into that mm. get into that horrible i just want to get out and calm yourself down and relax mm is a real real positive because powerful. you can That's carry really it across because you are fighting you're not just fighting your mind you're fighting yeah. nature you are and mm. you're showing your body control mm. and you, you're taking back power and responsibility it's, mm. and honestly even if you just do it once just go and throw yourself in, and, and, and don't throw yourself in. That's really bad advice. That's really bad <laughs> advice. Just <laughs> in a controlled environment with someone else with you just try it and then get out. If nothing, I guarantee you that tingle afterwards is just incredible. There's a sensation on your skin. But if you don't feel it's allowed you to get out of your own head for even 30 seconds, I'll be amazed. I had the same experience jumping out of a plane, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, was that I mean? recent? You were saying yeah, about it? Was, it. Yeah, yeah, last yeah, week. Was. Um, no, no, it was, no, it was, was it 15th of May we did that thing. So no, 17th of May we did that. So yeah, go on yeah. then. That must have been... That was wild, mate. Jesus. That was the same thing. Like On the edge of the plane, yeah. like, and, and you're strapped, the instructor's behind you. So you're the first one facing out yeah. the door, you know. And they say, don't look down. What do you do? 
course. Yeah. You know, me being me looks down because I want to heighten that experience a bit, you know, because I've done one before and I know right. what it's like. So it's my second okay. time. Okay. I kind of know what to expect. Yeah. All right. Um, so I'm kind of, you're on the edge of the door, but everything in your body and your brain is going, wah, wah, yeah. wah, don't go, don't go, don't go, don't go. Yeah. You know, and, and it's that push. And once, once you've over. pushed through that, that again, say a little barrier, yeah. that, that little challenge, yeah. and you've let go and you've gone out the plane, yeah. all that anxiety is yeah. gone. Yeah, exactly. And then you are as free as a bird, it's, literally mate, as free I, as a bird. I can't imagine what that feels you like. You don't even feel like you're falling. Yeah. Be, be, because the perspective, you know, you're, you're so high. People think as soon as you jump out of a plane, you see the ground rushing up. You don't, because you're so high. You just feel like you are floating. There's no sensation of falling. It's so strange. Mate, I, I, it's something which I'm. I, I'll screw it. I'll say it on camera. The, the, it's something that I've got on the list to challenge. I hate heights. Mm. Fucking hate them. Mm. So um, part of the anxiety challenge, I'm hoping, will allow me to take on bigger challenges further mm-hmm. down the line. And, and I'll do one with and you. Climbing and sky jumping are two of the things I'm. I'm I'll saying. do one with you. I'll do oh, a sky jump. That makes mate. it official, then, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's two, All right, that's screw two, it. Two, two in screw two it. this week, right. ladies and gentlemen. That is two in two this week. <laughs> I've, I've had mindset by Dave. I set him a challenge on Tuesday um, because he he's he's he said to me like I'm amazed at these videos you do going out and interviewing people in the street. He's yeah. like that would make me massively anxious. So he's going to go so, do it. So I said to him, well, when you come down and bring your son to university in September, mate. Yeah, and, yeah. And he was like, oh, I was kind of hoping you'd say that. I know he to wants to challenge himself. Out. You know, which is great. You know, this is guys challenging ourselves. It's fantastic. Fantastic. So he's going to come out and do some street interviews. So that's two yeah. challenges and two. Well, look, you know, two uh, actually, week. let's do it because this this is the big one of the big realizations <laughs> I've had. Really. So you said about those chats, with Jason. I'm I just want to come on the mic a little oh, bit. Oh, sorry. More. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm so lucky in terms of Jason and the work that I can do with him and stuff. But one of the big, big realizations that I've had recently is how much of my decision making has been governed by fear yeah. rather than. Um, anything else, and you can almost guarantee any experience that you have, anything that you do. Yeah. It's it's never as bad as 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 what your anxiety is convinced. That's what your anxiety does. It convinces yeah, you of the yeah. worst case scenario, and almost yeah. guaranteed, it's never going to be what your anxiety is convincing yourself of. Yeah. And and fear has governed my decision making for a long time. And and again, it, that's being open enough to say it because I think a lot of people don't do things because they're scared mm. or or mm. of outcome. And actually, what's going to happen when I throw myself out of a plane? I'm going to be shit scared. I'm probably mm. going to be sick in the morning with my nerves. Mm. But I'm going to achieve something that I've always wanted to do, and, and that's about flipping the mics. Fuck it, mate. Let's do it. Go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah, let's, yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. let's flip. There's a reason they say face your fears. Hundred percent. You know I mean? There's a 100%. reason they say face your fears. I'm not going to do you it all the time. But. No. <laughs> you might surprise yourself and actually really enjoy it, mate. Do you know what I mean? think you, I would. I think might. I would. I know I'm not an adrenaline seeker. You know, I'm not one of those people that gets anything from roller coasters. But I really think I would skydiving. Yeah. I'm I'm not particularly an adrenaline seeker, but no. that is the most fun I have ever had with my clothes on. I kid you <laughs> okay. not. I kid you not. Maybe like we should do it naked as well. Then. For, See what happens. For, for a week afterwards, <laughs> yeah. I was buzzing from it because something happens when you you let go of yourself completely, and yeah. essentially what you've done is you've just given into death. You've yeah. just let yourself go to the potential of dying. Yeah. You know, you, you've done something really alien yeah. to your, to your yeah. being yeah. and thrown your, your meat vessel out of a plane. You know, it's like that's what you've done. But but when that, that feeling of freedom, like that feeling of relief when you're back on the ground yeah. and, and that, that having achieved that and broken through something and that buzz, that, that adrenaline buzz, yeah. you're just like, 
Okay, I'll tell you what. Let me think of a challenge which I can set our viewers on YouTube. Something around a certain number of comments or subscribers. And if I let's get that, let's okay, at let's that point, we hit the go button on the skydive. Let's do that. All right. Let's do that. No worries. No worries. It's terrified already. <laughs> You've got it right there, man. <laughs> Fantastic. So um, you mentioned something just now which, which um, clicked in my mind. You talked mm. about fear. Yeah. And... and um, for people who don't realise that anxiety is something that comes under that heading of, of fear. Um, and I'm going to show you a little trick. Okay. Okay, to just to unblend yourself from fear. Yeah. And this is just about realising that, that anxiety is only a part of your being. It's not the entirety of you. Know. So I'm going to take our anxiety cat. Anxiety kitty, okay. <laughs> and I'm going to ask you to hold that right up to your face, right up in close in front of your eyes, as close as you can. It's not going to be one of those scary things which, like, jumps no, out and does no, ah! no, 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 it's just an ordinary cat. <laughs> just t turn it sideways and hold it right up in front of your eyes. Turn it like that? No, 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 that, that uh, side, side on. Uh, I'm being stupid. Oh, like that. Oh, like that, that I'm, okay. And, and hold it up to you, like, right up in touching front of your face. Touching my nose. It's touching you, yeah. Okay. So... How much of, of me can you see at the moment? Uh, about your knee and a foot. <laughs> so not a great deal. No. So it's fair to say, if we said that cat was your anxiety, that it is completely obscuring your vision when it's as closely attached to you as it is. Yep. So if you move that away now, just naturally let it drop away from you. Like, that's it. Yep. So now how's your vision? Better. Okay. Yeah. Can you tell what that is now? You can tell that's a cat. See what that is and what you are, yeah. That is a cat. Okay, so when you're able to unblend, when you tell yourself that in your mind that when you're feeling really anxious and you're really wound up, yeah, anxiety is not all of me, it's just a part of me. And every time yeah. you repeat that, it actually makes the anxiety move come yeah. further away. Yeah. Until it comes so far away that you're able to observe it and see what it is. Yeah. And then when you get it to that point, you're able to see what it is, you realise anxiety is just a little pussy. <laughs> love it mate <laughs> very nice very nice yeah it's, know, it, mate, it's, it's, but um, it's a mantra you know and it's a mantra you can use to to keep yourself safe yeah i, I use this with people all the time you yeah. know just repeat that mantra yeah i, I know like i just it. made a, a joke out of that you know no I mean? no but, but, but that that's actually quite a, a real thing for men to do we, we make jokes out of difficult things exactly to, to, right. you know what i mean to yeah. be able to deal with it and to be able to explain it and use it yeah i use humor all the time in the in the counseling room and i think it's powerful mate i think you, you know? have to i'm, I'm quite self-deprecating and what that's yeah. been a lot of the time inside my head is is actually really negative self talk that i wouldn't dare say to anyone else mm. but mm. It, it's my natural defense mechanism as well as you say mm. and a lot of guys is to look for humor mm. or to deflect towards it it's mm. funny that's that's a really good example we i think i won't go into it in, in any depth but i because we talked about on um, the podcast i do with jason mm. uh, but um i had a real moment of breakthrough and it's mm. it's something which i just share if anyone is struggling they yeah, like please it do. was it was a saturday night okay. uh, my ma my son was over at a sleepover having an amazing time with a mate he gets on great with um and i've recently come out of a relationship with someone who meant an awful lot to me mm. and i found myself worrying and overthinking situations i didn't know if we they were even going on mm. and and mm. worrying about what people would think that my my son i've sent him to a sleepover with his mate when i you know he's, he should be with me stupid things that have no sense at all mm. And I could feel my legs getting twitchy and, and like I'd been running for ages and bouncing around. Um, I could feel... You're coming back up, man. Yeah, I think she she's is, in yeah. there. <laughs> Just an appropriate time. Yeah. yeah. She's going to come and give me some love again. Go on, Rob. You, you talk. I'll take care um, of <laughs> And just... My brain... Oh, I can hear those licks, man. Oh, yeah. And just my brain running from one th stupid thought to another with no 
process and 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 even now you can hear it probably talking about it yeah it's yeah, like it's yeah. hard to talk about and explain and i had a conversation with myself mate literally because i've always been aware of, say of my chimp my what i call my chimp i love that yeah and it's mate it comes from steve peters it's um it's it's, it's uh, the chimp paradox first ever books or book i read mm. about sort of mental uh, you know, understand your brain, understand yourself better. And I'd say to anyone who's just wanting to understand a little bit, it's a great place to start in understanding nature and, and why Absolutely. we have fight or flight. And and for me, Mally, lie down. Good girl, good girl. Getting intense love yeah. here, mate. Intense love is great. Um, and my, as I say, my chimp is a huge part of me and take, takes over too much. And I realised that's what was happening. And, mm. and I had a conversation with myself, mate, and I feel very weird the first time I said it, but I, mm. I, I, re, I ration, rationalised with with my chimp mm. because I do need him and he does give me a lot but mm. sitting there on a Saturday night and worrying about stuff that I can't control and outside is unfair on both of us mm. and actually when my chimp settles down and lets me take control we smash life the problem is with all the fear and anxiety he's had control for too long mm. and I had this really sort of open conversation where I told him how much I loved him I didn't hate him anymore which I did for ages I used to call him I used to, I named him, I won't say but I, I named him after someone that I used to <laughs> so and actually I don't hate him I love him but yeah. he needs to show at the right time because yeah, yeah, yeah. rather than all the time and and I had this conversation with myself and literally physically I felt the anxiety drop like my legs went from being racing to being mm. heavy and relaxed and I sat there for the, myself, mate, and, and was like, oh, my God, this, this, is, this has worked. Without mm. planning to do it, without expecting to, yeah. having that conversation and talking to myself had really, really worked. And I was like, oh, my God, imagine if we could pl apply this to sport where I get really nervous, despite I'm a really good sportsman, but I, 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 I'm a classic one overthinker and I'll play badly. I was like, imagine if we could apply this to when we play sport. And imagine if we could just do this day to day and, and you could take the back seat and allow me to be in charge. Mm. And and the concept was exciting to both of us. And yeah. I realise I'm now talking like this too. No, me, no, but... no, this is brilliant. <laughs> brilliant, because I'm hearing exactly what you're saying. And, and actually what you've just done for yourself is something that I do with people in the therapy room. Right. And what you've just done is, is what I would call internal family systems therapy. Okay. Right, which is working with a system of, can I explain this basically, simply, quickly? Okay, so the concept is you have a true self. Yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. going to go into this in, in detail with um, Sean Flynn when he comes back okay. on in a couple of weeks, okay? So we're going to do a whole podcast on this because it is fascinating. That'd be and really I want people to understand yeah. and learn this. I think what you just said is a brilliant highlight. So you have a, a, a true self, which you might understand as your spirit, your soul, okay. your, yeah. your core, yeah. whatever you want to call yeah. that, that. Where your values. That, that you. Yeah. That place you, you might find if you meditate, Okay. Or maybe that place you go to when you're in the ice bath. Yeah. You know, just just true self. You know, everything else disappears. Yeah. Um, so on top of that true self, we then have a system of parts, other parts, some which are useful, some which are not. Yeah. So we can categorize these, and we have an internal judge. Yeah. We have a caretaker. Yeah. We have a firefighter. You know what I mean? The, the list goes on and on and yeah. on. So what you've just done there is you've had a conversation with one of your parts, which is a protector. Okay? Yeah, So Absolutely, parts go yeah. into two categories. They're either protectors, which are some of the ones I just listed, okay. or they're exiled parts. Now, exiled parts are exactly that. They're parts that have been created from trauma somewhere, yeah. through pain, yeah. and they've exiled away from the true self. They're, they're a fragment yeah. of true yeah. self, essentially. Yeah. Okay, so what happens is protectors when a, when uh, an exile part is triggered by an outside event of some kind 
So say an external stimulus, something happens that reminds you of the past and it triggers pain from the past. That that pain tries to transmit to the true self. 100%. But the protector comes in and stops it and performs some kind of behaviour like a procrastination yeah. or an anxiety. Yeah. Or if it's a firefighter part, it might be reaching for a bottle. Yeah. Or do you know what I mean? There's, yeah, or, or, mate, yeah. there, there's a judge or a, a critic or that there's some kind of protector behavior that comes in to block this pain yeah. and stop it being transmitted. Yeah. So all protectors want to do is keep you safe. Absolutely. Which is, you know, and a lot of the times our protectors are doing really useful things for us. Okay. So I used to have a part that stomped, I still have got a part that stomped around in my head, but he he never used to do much good. He was always a pain yeah. in the ass. Yeah. He was controlling all my other parts and yeah. I used to see him as a sergeant major. Okay. And I actually I ended up turning him into General Melchit from Blackadder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, because he'd gone from this fearful kind of character to this kind of much more Almost. jolly jovial, you know, and I worked with him in the therapy room and yeah, you know nice. and, and I worked hard and and kind of developed a relationship with him where I was able to do what you did with yeah. that part and, and have direct conversations. So it's like you're talking to a part of yourself yeah. and you're like, you, I, I made it my chimp and it's kind of, you know, but that's real. You know, yeah. that's, what, that's how you experience that part of yourself. You know, Mate, that's really, yeah. So I think people can really learn to understand their mechanisms and actually how much work you can do on yourself. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of this stuff goes at a, at a deep level. Absolutely. And I always say to people, if you get into a place where you can't deal with it yourself, go go find some help, go to therapy. Absolutely. Absolutely. But there's so much you can do yeah. without going into therapy. Yeah. Just understanding how this operates with little systems like I just explained. You, you know? Do you know what, as well, mate, that's that's really well put. And, and for me, the, the, again, the, the sort of with my inside voices now, I always thought there was, not there were two, I knew there were other parts, but I always kind of combined it as me and my chimp. Mm. and actually I, I kind of break it into three now mm. and and there is my chimp but i've realized i love my chimp mm. rather than hating it but there's this third part which is my self-talk mm -hmm. and that's the dick mm. that's the prick that i need to have a words with and say yeah i see you you little fucker <laughs> and i see what you're doing and that self-talk is for me one of the biggest things you can challenge because if you can yes. free yourself from that and be kinder to yourself it's so much easier to try things because then if you go and try something new if you join mm. a, a, your local football club or something or you go mm. to a local uh, or you try and take a language, or you try and take a dance. Mm. You've tried to do it, and actually, if you don't, it doesn't matter. But if you're full of negative self-talk, that's what you're going to focus. Oh, I fucked up mm. again. I, I I couldn't keep to something else again, mm. and that's when it, that negative self-talk kicks yeah, in. Whereas I'm actually, shit. Um, yeah, you know I mean? I'm whereas shit. actually, you can go. You know, what do you know what? That one that common one a lot of people hear is you fucking idiot, yeah. or you dickhead, yeah. or you piece of shit, yeah. or you you know whatever that self-deprecating and and. There's a difference between, like, you know, you mentioned earlier, like, you, you, you kind of do self-deprecate in a bit of a jokey way in your head. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's, there's a big difference between that and actually really telling yourself off. You know, going, absolutely. Oh, you dickhead. Absolutely. And having a laugh at something stupid yeah. you've done. That's fine. I have no issue yeah. with that. When you're going, you fucking idiot, you screwed that up, you should have done yeah. better, right? When you're being really mean to yourself, yeah. that's, that's not okay. And I know? think that you do it... if. You, Without even realising sometimes. Oh, God. And like, I would love anyone watching this, have a think about it yourself. Yeah. Like, when you talked to yourself last, when you when you felt you fucked up or you thought you yeah. fucked up or something yeah. gone wrong, how yeah. long you beat yourself up. There was, I mean, there was, I remember I went to the States and I, I there was, a, and it was a terrible comment to say, I, but it was flippant. We, we, mm. I was over there with my son, gone to watch a baseball match, a, a softball match that was going on in the local te like area. 
chatting to a few guys, having a few beers with them, really lovely. And one of the guys' girlfriend was playing, and he was clearly very proud of his girlfriend. She was a very beautiful American woman. And I made a joke about him punching above his weight. I know, like, but I'm smiling because it was so it's awful. It's the kind of inappropriate shit I'd come yeah. up with. And, and I did it because he was making a joke about how well he'd done and he was so full of himself. And I did it. But the moment it came out of my mouth, I could see, like, mm. I touched a nerve personally. Mm. And so I backed away. But I beat myself up for that for about two years. And it's like, actually, it was a really misjudged comment. Yeah, that's, yeah, all yeah, yeah, that's all it was. That's all it was. It's, give yourself a break, It Give yourself you know a I mean? break. Yeah, Don't yeah. fucking try and find that guy on Facebook so you can publicly apologise to him, you know? It's, and it's, it's things like that where you've got to be kinder to yourself and, yeah, and, yeah, and then yeah. things become a lot easier to do when you're kinder to yourself about things. I think we have, um, we all have narratives like, you, yeah. you know, we, we, and, and I, if you kind of think about that idea of parts, it's almost like, each of those individual parts that you've got in your head has, has got a little tape player that's playing the, the same tape on, on over a loop. And, over, and yeah. it's a narrative over yeah. and over again. Yeah. You know, and, and the power in getting to know these parts and develop a relationship with them and strike up conversations yeah. with them. And people say, clients of a client say to me, are you encouraging me to be schizophrenic? Talk <laughs> yeah, to the yeah, voices yeah. in my head. And I go, well, take out the schizophrenic. But yeah, I yeah. am encouraging you to talk to the voices in your head yeah. because they're there and they're narratives and we all use them. And and every single human being has that, yeah. you know, and, and by the, the power in it is incredible in, in terms of just being able to connect with that part, develop the relationship, develop a, a new narrative and re-record what's on yeah, that absolutely. tape. You know, that's the power in it. It's a, a big one for me is with Dudes and Dogs. Mm. You know, for, for we've been going since 2019 and, mm. and the negative talk in my head. So we should probably talk about that a bit. Yeah, more. we should. We, we just should. natted, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, we have chatted. Yeah, no, so, let's, yeah. Get, let's, let's, let's <laughs> tell people what Dudes and Dogs is about, for God's sake. Yeah, so let's actually get back to our <laughs> Um But yeah, it's like, so with Dudes and Dogs, we, we, we when we started in 2019, we had this awesome start. Like we got, um, we were on primetime BBC, we were on with Lorraine Kelly in the morning. I was awesome. my favourite, my favourite boast mate. I was, uh, so I was the light news story in Trump's second impeachment hearing on NBC in America. No way. Yeah, so was like, That's awesome. It was amazing. We were flying, we were getting so much attention. We were filling our walks. We couldn't fill them fast enough. Uh, and then lockdown hit. And everything had to stop. We had to move online and we've never recovered. It's like yeah. in terms of getting guys to come back out, but also yeah. I've paid for this up to now out of my own pocket. So I have mm. no savings left. I had to mm. sell my camper van. I now rent a place rather than having a mortgage. Mm. And we need to sit, switch to a sustainable model. So it's got a long time, long term future. And, and getting that money hasn't happened as, as quickly as we'd have liked. Mm. And the negative talk we've just spoken about is like, oh, you can't fucking do it. You know, you yeah, can't get over yeah. the line, all this. Yeah. Actually, if I look at it properly, it's like, well, we did pretty much have it over the line. If it wasn't for a worldwide pandemic, we, we were starting up in four different countries at that point. We have 15,000 followers and there is generally a problem with engaging with people and getting them to go, come out. And mm -hmm. funding, for your first funding, you probably do have to put in between 100 and 150 grants to get one through. Yeah. And we didn't have the things in place. So again, if you can reroute your narrative and actually go, yeah, I see what you're doing, you little twat. Mm -hmm. Actually, mm -hmm. that isn't the situation. This is. Then automatically your anxiety will just reduce with it as well yeah, and go absolutely down. absolutely yeah because you're re-recording that tape. yeah yeah absolutely, yeah, absolutely. That tape. so yeah yeah so dudes and dogs yes as, you know i mean you've struggled to come back but i mean you still got what how many walks going in so the we're UK? down to six now in the uk and ireland okay um yeah. at our peak we had 17 and we were just about to start one in you in the us in australia and new zealand Ooh. in the scandinavian countries um 
Yeah, so, but we've got these walks around the UK. We've got two in Wales, one in Cardiff, one in Port Cool. We've got the Bristol one, which I host. Um, mm-hmm. It's on every now and then as opposed to as regularly as we'd like, though. Um, we've got one in Stroud. Um, Henley-on-Thames has just had to stop, and we've got one in Nunnington. Okay, um, yeah. nice little spread. Nice little spread of walks. Yeah. And, and if people want to know how they can support us and get, you know, they always like, how can we help? Mm. Biggest thing is, like, fill in those walks mm. because, you know, mm. that's what helps us prove mm. the success and, and open more walks. Mm. We've... Mm we've had to put in governance we've had to put in all the things that you need to get mm. funding and grants but as a result of that the cost to run a walk have gone up you know so to, to we have to identify we have to interview we have to do clinical background checks mm. dbs checks provide training mm. do risk assessments on the site it costs close to three grand to start a new walk for us now yeah. and it's like i can't keep doing that over and over so that that's sort of where we're at with dudes and dogs so we the, when people ask how can we help how can we get involved that that's it get involved by getting on walks and encouraging other guys to get on walks spread the word spread the message you know mm, um and if you know and, and reach out to people to get involved because we don't see ourselves as a therapy replacement for therapy no it's no. it's we were speaking earlier one of the biggest things we find is people can't get support straight away mm. dude gets his courage up to go to the gp mm-hmm finally does it and then he's told right see you in 12 weeks 14 weeks well frankly that might be too late in fact it probably will yeah, be yeah and even if it's not too late they will go back into their cave and because it took enough for them to do that mm, mm. and by allowing people instant support to talk mm. i believe we will significantly reduce the pressure on the nhs and the mental health services and mm-hmm. it's down to us mm-hmm. to reduce the nhs because let's be honest without getting political there's fuck all that the government's going to do to sort out the mess they've made mm. and the nhs is in a mess and it's one of the most God. beautiful amazing things that yeah. we could possibly and we should all be hugely proud of it and the way we support the mental health side mm. is mm. by doing things like like what you're doing like there's other organizations mm. out there andy's man club all the other mm. men's clubs they're doing stuff taking responsibility and realizing by talking by opening up mm. Mm. actually you deal with a lot of this stuff absolutely and you share the burden and that's all we do we create a space for you to do just that so what's it like for somebody who say might might want to access dudes and dogs is thinking i'd love to come on a walk yeah but i'm really scared there's going to be a lot of guys there there's going to be people there i don't know yeah what's there because you've taken quite a few people through their first experience of a dude absolutely i'm going to call them yeah yeah that's good yeah i like it yeah And what's the experience like for somebody coming in for the first time? Because I really want people to get a flavour of that. And and I think discussing things like this and putting things like like, like this out on a podcast really opens up the doors for people to be able to go, okay, well, that sounds like it might be a bit more for me. So, so yeah, take us through that, please. Mate, first thing I'd say is don't be worried about being scared. It's it's, (laughs) it's kind of what we've we've been saying all along. It's something new. But again, what's the worst that's going to happen? Mm. I can safely say no one's come on a dudes and dogs walk and walked away feeling worse. And actually, using one of our guys as an example, there's a chap called Kieran who does our walk in Stroud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was hugely socially anxious when he came to us. And we set him up to lead a walk with a with another dog dude, as we call mm-hmm. him. Okay, so cool. he had support. Mm-hmm. He's gone on now to be hands down like his work that he does with dudes and dogs is amazing but he also works with local he his dog's a, pet, a thera- pet, uh, therapy dog now he goes oh, into lovely. local people's yeah, homes that's with where the dog. i go yeah mate it's incredible how he's developed and grown and that's just by being brave and and coming along so what it's like you don't need a dog first of all you if you've got one that's well behaved bring them Mm-hmm. But you don't need one. Okay. The guy who leads the well-behaved, walk, well-socialized dog. Well-behaved, well-socialized. Because yeah, we want you to focus on you. Yeah, not um, the dog. Not the, dog. Yeah. Um, the dogs bring. Even him, though Molly is amazing, she, she's and, very chilled, yeah, and she brings gorgeous. a lot of relief. Mm. And to the and, and that's what dogs give us as well—a chance to actually sort of chill out. And a big part of the therapy that we <laughs> offer. But 
we need you focused to be on you. So, and there won't be loads of guys there. We limit our walks to six because okay. that is a perfect number yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. Of, of the maximum. And quite often we've had guys who don't come along and talk straight away. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. to some guys, it's that's literally alien themselves. We had one chap, he just, he never considered talking about stuff like mm. that. And he just didn't mm. know how to. Mm. And he actually, um, he loitered behind like the group for the, mm. you know, and mm. didn't really engage. And it wasn't until I dropped back and started engaging with him. And that's another story as well in terms of his anger and frustration. It's a good story. But mm. there is no pressure to come and talk. It's not like when you go and... Mm. That's and, good. That's yeah, really because good. and this is no criticism of talk, sitting down talk no, therapy no, in no, any not way. At all. Not at all. But that is intimidating to some people. It can be, Especially yeah, if you aren't so. used to talking about emotions and feelings. Yeah. To sit down face-to-face like we yeah. are now. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. But if you put guys side-by-side side, yeah. rather than face-to-face, face, yeah. put them out in nature yeah. and then give them dogs to cause the odd distraction... And let them talk about football or let them talk about their wife mm, or let them mm. talk about their kids. Yeah, this is the thing I was going to ask next. It's not all about turning up to a dude walk and going, mm. oh my God, I'm feeling terrible. You know what I mean? Absolutely it's not, about not. Turning up and spilling your guts. And Actually, you know the days I mean? you show yeah. up feeling great are the days you, you're helping others as well just yeah, by being yeah. there. And we have some people just use it as a reconnect, a way, so this a is social the flavor scene. I've got is it's yeah. a community. 100%. You know, it's a community. 100%. I said when I started, people were like, what do you want dudes and dogs to be? It's like, yeah. oh, well, we want to be like Movember, but actually, I don't want dudes and dogs to exist. They're in, and there shouldn't be a need for an organisation like us. No, every bloke should be able to pick up the phone, and just say, you know what? I agree. Every Saturday, we're going to go out for a coffee. I agree. You know, because it's mm. really good for us, mm. and have a chat, and mm. and that's where guys come along when they're feeling great mm. is a big benefit because we do have guys that come along just every week for a mm. social connection and to mm. and to maintain their mental health. We are, we deal with some serious addiction problems as well, mm. but then we signpost and we refer as well. But they're still very welcome. But by mm. coming on week in week out, they're doing the same thing as the bloke who goes to the gym every week to look after yeah. physical help. Yeah, they're just yeah. going down the the mental health gym. And this is what I want to get across to guys as well. It's like you, you work out, you work on your physical health. What are you doing to exercise this Absolutely. muscle? You know, Absolutely. like you, you've got to work on your mental health as well. And, and mind and body are one. They're, they're not separate. There's, there's no connection. They, they just are one. Yeah. You know, and, and if you've got a trauma in your mind, you've got a trauma in your body. In, in some way, yeah. do, you, do you know what I mean? If you've, got, if you've got pain here, you've got pain here. Yeah. You might not feel it at a conscious level, but it, it's there doing yeah. something. Yeah. You know, it, it's so powerful to get across to guys that you need to talk. You need to, you need to let everything out. You need yeah. to empty the stress jug every once in a while. Yeah. You know, and I think as guys, like for so many of us, and you mentioned it just now, anger is a big, big thing. And in this modern society, male anger is becoming decreasingly accepted absolutely you know and and for a man to shout i mean fucking hell, we need to shout every now and again absolutely you know what i mean you absolutely. need to there's no better feeling when you're when you're frustrated just sometimes you know, just a quick fuck yeah you know what i mean oh, absolutely just, just get absolutely. it out oh, sorry molly i didn't mean to make <laughs> you jump but you know just to just a quick get that out and you feel so much better once you've had that physical let out yeah. you know but i think that anger is misunderstood Hundred percent, because it's depicted in the media as being negative. Yeah, it's male anger is seen as being dangerous. Yep. the minute you shout, you're out of control, which is completely wrong. Yep. you know, it, it it's something that I think I want to readdress. Yeah, There's so many things I want to reown, Rob. I re re yeah. re reown the word <laughs> mental. I mean, it's up there. I, you know, we want to reown the word mental yeah. because the word mental Which, is misused. Exactly. And, you know, we want to reown man up. 
Yeah. You know, I think man up should be used as Could like a, a man positive upwards, way. Yeah. Like 100%. man upwards. Yeah. You know, that not man up. Well, we do a lot yeah. with Jason around masculinity. It's like yeah, this yeah. idea that masculinity is a bad thing. It's like, no, yeah. actually, the, yeah. the what's bad is the idea that masculinity can only be one thing. Mm. Actually, masculinity. What's, what's your opinion on the phrase toxic masculinity? Can I just ask you that? Like, like, just no, no, it's a really good question. I, um, I have mixed feelings. Yeah, about this I'm one, not a fan. Know? No, um, I'm not a fan. But there are there's toxic versions of everything, and I think there's this association masculinity is a really negative thing, and actually mm. masculinity is a really beautiful thing. It is. What masculinity can be is anything. Mm. It's it's as long as it's beneficial to like the community and the world around you. Mm. So I'm I'll use an example of Andrew Tate. Mm. Yeah. 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 His version of masculinity that he claims is this version is is not beneficial to society or the world around him. No, and for me, slightest. that isn't an acceptable form of masculinity. That doesn't mean you can't be an alpha male who goes to the no. gym and likes big muscles Absolutely. and wants to protect. Absolutely. And that is your version of masculinity. And if yeah, it benefits yeah. the world around you, that is beautiful. Grand. But actually, you can also have a version of masculinity where you are sensitive and emotional and you're available emotionally to the yes. people around you. And or that, you can actually be both. Or you can be both. You can be both. There you go, mate. There you go. <laughs> there, and that was you know? the confusion I had for ages. It's like, well, how yeah. can I be sensitive and emotional and like and all those things? But actually be into my sport and play sport and stuff and as a result i moved away from sport because i was scared to be both you know and i was scared to do it rather than accepting that I, that's yeah the mm. way i'd be it's probably why i play golf more than oh i do yeah yeah i do love it mate well, love badly it. maybe we should do um, no me too maybe we should do um let's do a video around the course let's do it because i use it for my mental health again yeah great too. example four hours three it. hours out with your mates yeah where you yeah. can't focus so you talk about anger i don't get angry ever on the golf course no, about how badly it goes. I don't. Know. Goes, I I've don't. Been out with mates and it's one guy threw his yeah, wedge and lost it in the hedge. Yeah. Couldn't find it yeah. again. I was like, "Well, that's, that's it." You just chucked eighty quid and in I, the hedge. Yeah, mate. and I mean? used to get so angry. And it's like all you do by and what you said about anger is spot on. Mm. There is times when emotional responses like anger are the appropriate emotional mm. response. Mm. It's what you do with it from that point on. Mm. And and if you carry on being angry, if it's with a person, you're giving the person back that power mm. and that mm. control. Mm. And you give it away, power yourself. So mm. get angry, have a shout and be frustrated because it might be an appropriate response. Would you say actually the more you've got acquainted with your own anger, mm. the more you're aware of it in your body? Yeah, the physical sensations. Yeah. yeah. So do you know what I do yeah, when I get 100%. angry? When, when, I, when I feel it in my body yeah. and I can't get rid of it, yeah. is I'll go up the driving range with my old driver that I don't give a shit about nice. and I will smash a bucket of balls. Yeah, perfect. Like, like smash them. Not yeah. like I'm trying to hit a nice, sweet, no, beautiful no. shot. I just smash just get the th them. Yeah. And I come off of that range sweating and yeah. like... It's getting know, that but physical it's thing out. Yeah, 100%. Oh, lovely. Yeah. You know, and I think stuff like that is powerful. For yeah. some guys, it's kicking a football. It could be anything. You know, for some guys, it's rugby. For some guys, it's running or cycling Mate, or swimming you, or whatever the hell you do. Do you know, know what? You, do you remember when you're younger, you used to just go and knock on your mates and you're like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. just coming out for a kickabout? And, and I wish we yeah. could still do that because that yeah, actually, be and you absolutely can, I guess. But why, why, why can't my, you? My first question is, why not? Yeah, why not? Because why actually, well, it's like, it I've had a stressful day. You know? Let's go and have a kickabout. Or let's, you know, I just want to go up the range and, like you say, smash some balls. Or there's other ways of finding that outlet, you know? Yeah. And stuff. And it, it doesn't have to be going to the gym and being a muscle boy. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't have to what be. What isn't like, good you know. is just burying it, you know, and just not, not addressing it and yeah. not actually feeling it. To yeah. And that's been yeah. the. I used to hide or a lot from my negative emotions. I shouldn't feel angry. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's the worst yeah. one. And, you know? Yeah. And telling yourself off for feeling God. it and feeling emotions. Yeah. And, and that was the big thing. I was, I was scared of my emotions. So I, I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't reflect and I didn't look at them and I didn't understand them. No. Whereas now I, I think, you know, it's still going, but I've got a better understanding now of what 
my yeah. emotions are and what they feel like and that's really important because yeah. you can then associate assess whether it's the appropriate one at the right time or not it's like a snowball effect as well isn't it once you mm. start getting to know your emotions it, that that journey continues yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost like getting to know yourself is a lifelong journey 100 percent, isn't it yeah. you know 100%. what i mean it's a bit like that and you've got to be so kind to yourself on it and be empathetic with yourself and well, that goes back to what you were saying earlier of people having this idea of you from dudes and dogs that you're you're sorted because yeah. you're doing this yeah. this wonderful work you know yeah and people have the same idea about counselors and therapists they yeah yeah sorted, all done yeah you know? um but actually it's more like the the Jungian archetype of the wounded healer. You yeah. know, have, have you heard about that one? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I love. Yeah, yeah, you love. Um, yeah, I like you, you probably read a bit of Jung. Yeah. yeah. So that, <laughs> that for me is is where I sit. You know, I, I come into counselling with my own yeah. collection of traumas and life experiences absolutely. and everything else behind me, and it, it's not like. Um, that stuff still affects me in the same way that it used to because I've worked on it. Yeah. But it's like any time you you have an injury, you you have a scar. You'll, you'll always you might the wound will heal, but you still carry Absolutely. a scar. Yeah. And it's the memory of those scars that actually inform me in being able to understand other people better. And it creates you your know? identity to some extent. And actually, exactly. identity is a big thing. Yeah. So, yeah. mate, could we just take two minute break? So, is that possible? Busting for a pee. Yeah. Me that too. coffee's gone straight through Go me. For it. Go for it. <laughs> Awesome. That's better. Right. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you, that, was, yeah. that was much needed. Uh, they're talking about anxiety. <laughs> Anxiously needing anxiety. a break. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we were talking about masculinity, and, and I find this topic interesting. It's something mm. I want to explore more on this podcast as well. Yeah. Um, it's why I asked you that question about toxic masculinity, because it's something yeah. that's in the press quite a lot yeah. at the moment. Um, and I think it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous because... You're applying the word toxic to something that exists very naturally. Agreed. Like, the thing that pisses me off about it is you don't ever hear the phrase toxic femininity. No. And Which exists. It's this idea that it's just men that are toxic, it's just men that are bad. Mm. And I think, actually, it's genuinely... The majority of people I meet are lovely. Absolutely. Like it's the, you meet the occasional bad person, and yeah. that can be male, female, yeah. Yeah. or whatever gender, sex, age, race, religion, whatever. Yeah. There's bad people wherever. It's not just toxic men. There's 100%. toxic people everywhere. And that's why I think that phrase is really, really dangerous. Agreed. Agreed. I think we, um, as a society, we naturally have to go sort of a long way. When we're sort of... Ex- when we're looking at something in a different context, I think as a society, we quite often go a long way past where we should go yeah, to yeah. eventually come back to the middle. It's like a polarised extreme, isn't there? Exactly you know I mean? right. Yeah, You've yeah. got to go a long way past to find the right middle ground. Mm, and mm. I think, yeah, top masculinity is in that stage at the moment where actually being a white middle-aged man is seen as quite a negative thing. Um, not even just a white middle-aged man, actually, just mm. being a man in general. Mm, is, mm. There's a lot of things which are associated with it. Mm, and... Mm. And I think naturally we're coming back towards a more level ground where men hopefully can be a bit more I think so. themselves. And, and actually, so. how, that's what I was going to say a minute ago before we both had the need for a coffee break, <laughs> was, <laughs> was, um, was around identity and, and how important it is to have our own. Come on. Man, he's trying to fight our way through again. Here Good go. girl. Come on then. Um, yeah, and the importance of having an identity. Yeah, it's, massively yeah, so. Yeah, like I'd lost mine completely. So I got a really bad injury, when I, a back injury. I was a really good sportsman in my teens. Okay, and what did you play? Uh, cricket, football, rugby, okay. everything. Cool. I, was, I was just a good all-rounder, basically. I was yeah, really, yeah, yeah. really lucky, yeah. really lucky with my physical sort of skill yeah. sets. I was a second row up until well, yeah. university level, and then I 
bent my knee backwards in a horrific oh, rugby yeah. accident. Was that around someone here? Someone tackled or? me from behind while someone was coming in from the front and yeah. bent my knee the wrong way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, after that, I was like, I don't want to play rugby anymore. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. I, I had a leg up in the air for two I weeks. Grew I grew out of it like, pretty no, quick, I, I have to be honest. No, cricket's, yeah. cricket was my waiting one. If I was going to have a chance at anything, it would have been okay. playing cricket. But that was, I realised, again, this is only a recent realisation working with Jason, that that was my only connection with like what I saw as masculinity mm. was playing sport. Cause actually like so many other guys. Yeah. Do. I yeah. love drama. I really mm. enjoyed acting. Mm. Um, I really liked emotions and like mm. feeling emotions and mm. all the, and all the things that I was into other than sport didn't sit into what I thought mm-hmm. masculinity was about so much. So I questioned my sexuality and things like that at mm. the time mm. because I didn't feel I fitted in with society's version of, of masculinity. Mm. So I identified as a sportsman, because that was my way to connect to it. Mm, and mm. then I broke my back in, when I was uh, 19, and it, and it went through years of recovery. You had to have surgery on discs and stuff like that. Mm. And, I, and I never went back to sport, and actually I resented it for a few years, because all my mates who were still playing, and actually some of them were making a career out of it. And, living okay, in, yeah, yeah. and I never really... And, and I lost that identity. I lost my connection to masculinity, and I never replaced it. Mm. And I went from being identified as that really good sportsman, really fit, to being mm. identified as that bloke with the who was a really good sportsman with a bad back to being that bloke with a bad back. Mm. And and my identity never got replaced. And I think it's... That's it's like a slow transition. Yeah, and you I only... notice happening. Do exactly. You, you and know? I only noticed it recently. It's like, what is your identity? And it's like, I, other than dudes and dogs, mm. I haven't got one. And I'm not saying that in a where it's me way. It's mm. kind of realising that that's I've allowed right. that to go. And that's something else I need to re- bring back is, is how I... And actually, I do identify with dudes and dogs. I do identify mm. as... An empathetic person you know if I, if you say to me how do you want the world to, I, I want to improve the world around me i know that sounds really twee no but no. It, that that is i want to make the world it, you can't change the world on mass no, easily God, no. but you can change the world around you and i want to yeah. put out kindness and and thoughtfulness yeah. and love yeah and and that's all i want to put out i want to lose hate i want to lose mm. stuff like that mm. accepting that it will occasionally come in but mm. I, that's what I want to be surrounded by. And, and like Me when I talk too. about my identity, mm. I'm still, you probably tell, a bit uncomfortable saying it because I think, oh, flower power hippie sort of approach. But no, that's really what I want to do. I want to make the world around me a better place. And I want to, I want people to go away from a connection with me feeling like they've had a real positive connection in, that's in some way. That's something I think gets and a bad rap. Yeah. It's, it's called, you know, nothing the, wrong the, with the, saying, the, I get my frills. The values of the 60s get yeah. a bad rap. Yeah. Nothing wrong with love and happiness Absolutely and spreading not. joy. And, and do you know, know what? It's so much easier to be that. happy and see happiness and take ple- you don't pleasure have to in wear the world. tie-dye and wander around in a VW smoking pot no, to be, dude, no. to have those values. That's do you know what I mean? You don't. You can still hold a corporate job and still hold those values. Absolutely. It's like little things, like there is. No, actually, do you know what? I'm not going to give an example because then you sound like you're just fucking virtual showcasing. But you know, it it doesn't have to be significant things. It can be a little thing, like like just helping a, a, a lady with with a little old lady with the supermarket who can't reach the top shelf or, or searching for change for a trolley. You know, just doing little things that make you know. And and I don't mind saying I get a thrill from from yeah. making people's day better. Yeah, and, I, and I'm all right with that. Absolutely. Thrill's probably the wrong word, but you know, I, that's part of, again, part of my identity, part of my way of belonging. Yeah. But yeah. I've realised that sport does need to be part of my identity as well. And it's it's having those sort of, yeah, being being comfortable with, with, with whatever your identity is. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. I, just, I think yeah. that's powerful, mate. I think that's really powerful. I didn't think I put it particularly but, well, but no, no, no. That's really that, that <laughs> sentence was really succinct at the end. You know, be comfortable with your own identity. Yeah, just just accept who you are. Yeah, because there's nothing wrong with who you are. 
just because you're different to everybody else you see around you Mate. doesn't make you wrong and you don't have to be the same as everybody else and i think a lot of the problems we're seeing in society are because of a loss of identity and people struggling to find one yes which is why i think we're seeing all this all this experimentation stuff with gender yeah 100%. you know everybody's got a tattoo but it's a unique one yeah you know what i mean yeah. you're seeing all of this kind of you know i've got a piercing in a, a new place that nobody else has ever had one you know what i mean yeah all of this kind of struggling to be different but actually what's happening through this struggle to be different is a loss of the true identity yeah. of who you are on the inside and again because what it's doing is homogenizing society down into this narrow bandwidth of yeah hundred people you, you've are. got to be you know yeah. It, it, yeah. it really is and we need difference D diversity is important we yeah. need the difference between men and women and yeah. i'm not saying don't be gender fluid or, or no whatever, no 100% but we need to understand the difference between femininity and masculinity and it's okay to you know? group with men sometimes is of it's course right it for is. women to group together is sometimes yeah. you know that is okay yeah. to be it's okay to be male and women or to, to be, be friends female without sex as absolutely. well you know what I mean? absolutely absolutely check yeah. all these old ideas out the fucking window yeah they're useless mate and, and actually just something to add to that that i realized mm. is i'd started talking going back to what we said about the negative self voice yeah yeah that was who was identifying me in my head uh. so i saw myself as all this horrible stuff as nasty as unreliable um Really horrible stuff, which yeah. I'm, I'm none of these things, but no, like, no. I, that's how I saw myself. That was your tape that was playing. And, and that was, yeah, yeah, I was like, I, and I was like, and again, starting decent talks, like, why do people, and my mum was like, I remember thinking, I chatted to my mum, who's, my mum's awesome, she's cancer as well, funny enough, but, and she was like, you weren't that bad. <laughs> and and then I, I spoke to a friend who, she'd reached out, it was someone that I went to secondary school with, she was, a, and, and she was a year below me, and I, she she had a bit of a crush on me at the time because she was a year below me and actually I had a crush on her. She was really pretty. Because she was a year below me, I I couldn't deal with the ego of like my mates seeing me go out of a year go in the year below. So Ooh. I didn't really let anyone know. Judgment. Yeah, judgment. Judgment. Hugely. Yeah, hugely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she got she reached out for some work stuff, funnily enough, and on Facebook and we chatting, I just said, Look, I just want to apologise for the way I behaved and when we were teenagers and I said, I know it's a long time ago, but I was embarrassed by my behaviour and the fact that I wasn't strong enough like mm, to mm. be more confident around mm, us. Mm. And she wrote back and she's like, Rob, I don't have a clue what you're talking about. She's like, <laughs> you were responsible. You saved me one night. You were responsible for me getting out of one of the most uncomfortable situations in my entire life. And I'll never forget that. And I had totally forgotten that. Until she mentioned it, I had totally forgotten oh what had happened that night. God. I just remembered all the negative stuff that I did in my head. None of that. And and it's wow. talking to my friends when I was a teenager. I realised, like, all this safe self-hate, it wasn't coming from other people. That's what it was coming from. Yeah. So when you look at your identity, make sure it isn't your own self-hate that's given you that identity mm. because the world mm. around me and the people that have known me longer mm. made me realise just how different it was from what was what was going on up there. Isn't that amazing as well that that, that tape got imprinted at that point yeah. and then carried on playing I carried on forever for, for, for how many years yeah and, until 30 like, 15 yeah. 20 years yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah and, and i you know. until she said about that night i'd completely mm. forgotten what happened mm. and like i was like yeah you know what that was a big deal but i mm. because i i'd never gave myself credit that mm. was a thing that like i never i just always remember the bad stuff and never remember like the good stuff mm. i'd done mm. and actually do you know what i am a good guy and actually mm. i was i was as a kid as well i was just fucking confused and and, and all over the place as yeah. a lot of teenagers and yeah, yeah. young men are I think you're meant to be yeah I think you're meant to be there's, there's there's something really powerful for a guy 
having a challenge and a sense of struggle. And I yeah. think one of the things that we are really missing in our society is the opportunity for young men to turn into actual adult men. Yeah. There is a real rites of passage that's missing. And, and I use the term rites of passage loosely because it's no, the no, only I phrase I can use to no, describe yeah. it. But when, when I say that, people immediately go to like shamanic rituals and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mean, running around in the jungle in a yeah. loincloth or whatever. But I, I don't necessarily mean that way. I mean, there's, there's no pathway to turning from a, a boy into a man. No. And, and that process is something, if you look at... Um, ancient cultures or traditional yep. cultures, whatever you want to call them. That process starts at around 1820 yeah, and continues until about 26. Yeah. And actually, when you look at the um, neuroscience of the brain, mm. the last part of the brain to develop is, I can't remember the name of it because I'm shipping names, right. but it's the part that is responsible for decision-making and, and thought, right. you know, and all that. Yeah. And that doesn't finish developing until 26-ish yeah. average age. Yeah. So it's this kind of period of development where boys are growing up and they're being right. nurtured through this by elders and by experience and you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And this is something that's really missing in our society. We have this this polarised parenting idea of just two parents raising a child, whereas in actual fact, really, if you grow that to like a, a family, yeah. like a, not, and I say family loosely, like friends and family, yeah. like a, a communal experience for a child growing up, yeah. yes, you've got your parents, but you've got influence from all these other people as well. That has disappeared in our society slowly, and there are so many families now that are just a bubble. Yeah, you're you know, so right. Because people move away, they haven't got the family around anymore. Yeah. Kids don't have that influence growing up. So I think they've we've naturally lost our rites of passage that would have happened, yeah. you know, for so many people. And I think that's something again that I'm passionate about and I want to bring back in through that's really interesting, you know, yeah. education really. Yeah. You know? No, I'm a big believer in mentors, particularly for young men, and yes. it's something which we want to do at Dudes and Dogs is is offer mentoring for young men. Just something because, we've talked about doing yeah, with this as well. Because it is a scary place coming oh, in and, and God, I, yeah. I couldn't tell you when I suddenly felt like a grown up. I think you you grow up and you think it'll suddenly uh, happen. Yeah. It doesn't. All of a sudden you're forty and you're like fuck. Do I feel like grown up? I guess I do, but no, it, I it's still not less yeah easy to understand and, <laughs> and stuff. And, and that's the other thing about like being yourself and being honest with yourself is like mm. since I started doing like being more open. My sister actually, who I'm super close to, she really struggled when I started talking more openly about who I was because. Okay. She knew that version of me, and we were super close. We'd go out all the time, and she'd see like the alpha arrogant because yeah. that, that was my default to hide it. It was like yeah, go yeah, outright arrogance, yeah. put the mask on. Yeah. yeah. So, and she was like, she couldn't get her head around how different that I actually was to what she'd seen for so long from me as a young man. That was difficult. But no one has rejected me for being myself and, and being my true version of me, even though yeah. that's what I was scared of. People like, yeah. you're wet, you're soft. And actually, I am soft. And now that's a positive. It's mm. like, whereas before, if, if, if I'd have said, yeah, I'm soft, if I said a bloke soft, mm. Mm. I think, in fact, not just me, most people would associate that as a negative comment. Mm. I don't see that as negative anymore. I am soft in the best ways, you know. I'm soft and it allows me to feel and, and, and empathise. And, mm. and, and that's one of the, we were talking before about like a workshop and I said we yeah. do a workshop with men to help them associate with emotions mm. for the first time. I think, yeah, yeah. Because it might be completely Super alien important. to them. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's allowing people that space to, to talk about feelings and emotions Mm. in a comfortable environment and know that they're not going to be judged for it like I thought yeah. it was going to be judged yeah. by doing it and and if if there's like 
if there's one skill, it's like if you want to know how to help me a mate, empathy, empathy, yeah. empathy yeah. is what yeah. I always say. It's like it's the biggest thing because just by I've got a mate he's one of those typical blokes he, he won't talk but he's going through some really heavy shit at the moment he's got a lot on his plate and it's yeah. understandable he's stressed and so I have to check in with him a bit more regularly and kind of force the subject a bit yeah. more yeah. and let him know I'm there yeah. and let yeah. him know actually and he'll be pretty much everything he says he's like but then they've got it so much worse and it's like mate yeah. it's not a competition on, on grief or no, on, on no. what you've got going no. on in your life no. It's how you're feeling. So many people do that, though, don't they? They minimise their own feelings by telling yeah. themselves that there are other people doing much worse. Yeah. You know, it, I did it, it the other day. It doesn't make yeah. your feelings any less no. relevant. No, just because there's people doing worse in the world. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 we do it naturally. I did it the other yeah. day with Jason. We were talking about grief, and I was talking about my loss of sport and how I lost my identity. Mm. And he was talking about his loss of identity because he was widowed. Mm. And I and I found myself sat there going, "Oh fuck me!" There's me talking about losing a sports career, and he lost his wife. It's it's irrelevant what you're discussing. Feelings and emotions that you yeah. experience are all the yeah. same. And by providing an empathetic ear, so when you say to someone you're right, mm. you know, and they say yeah, yeah, all good, then just going, do you know what? I know how much you've got on your plate, and I know if I was in your situation, I'd mm. feel really overwhelmed. So, mm. are you sure you're all right? Mm. And and follow mm. it up with empathy and with love and with kindness, because mm. say giving put someone permission to talk and mm. and. Uh, in fact, I'll tell you a story in a minute if you want about that as well. It's like, it is the most powerful way you can help anyone and anyone yeah. can do it. You don't need training. You don't no. need skills. No. You just need to sit and mm. listen to them. And then at the yeah. end, just yeah. go, you don't need to tell them what to do. That's the other thing as blokes. We always want to provide a solution. My mates do it. Like I'll, I'll send, I've got this little WhatsApp group with me and my mates who play golf together. Yeah. And when I am having a tough day, I'll just say, do you know what, lads? I'm really struggling today. I'm just giving you the heads up. And some of them be like, oh, let's do this. Let's do that. It's like, no, I, I don't. And they're trying to help. But it's like sometimes empathy is how you help and listening, just going, God, me, yeah. that's hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it is. It's just, it's being able to dial into that, isn't it? I mean, I think you're yeah. you're probably quite a naturally empathic person yeah. anyway. Like, same as I can feel that. Yeah, in yeah. You, you do, do you know feel I mean? it in people. You do don't feel you? it Without in people. Doubt, you know, yeah. We seek each other out, empaths. Yep, you know, we find each other. 100%. Um, and that is that, that kind of, as you mentioned earlier on, that soft side of you. Yeah. How many blokes do you think there are out, out there like that who aren't admitting it? Oh, man. Even to, to themselves. Yeah. To, to themselves, <sighs> you know? It, it's like, you know... It's I, terrifying. I love, the, I love the Anders Man Club hashtag, it's okay to talk. Yeah. But, but like, I think, like, there's so much in around that... It's not just okay to talk. We need to talk. Do you, you know, have to talk. Do you know you what must our, talk. Do you know what our phrase is? talk. <laughs> do, you know I mean? <laughs> do you know what dudes and dogs strap plan is? I can't remember now. I've read it. It's, it's not just okay to it's talk. Not just it's okay vitally to, important. It's vitally important. Yeah, because yeah. it is. Yeah. It is absolutely yeah. fundamental yeah. that you just get it out there and talk and empathise and 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 allow people their space to talk and just be mm. heard as well. Feeling heard. Mm. That's that's the big win. And and mm. yeah, that was I was going. I said about the story. I was going to quick tear around. Oh, yeah, please yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. yeah please so. Do. I when I when I had the injury in my back and say mm. I went through an awful lot mentally and physically. I won't bore you with it all, but no, 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 it involved no, no. a lot of rehab, a lot of time laying in bed, unable to do a lot, and a lot and a bit of surgery as well. And at one point at my worst, I couldn't walk up 150 yards. Um I was laying in my sister's basement smoking as much weed as I possibly could. Um, taking eighteen tablets a day, a mixture of diazepam, morphine, uh cocodamol. Uh, tramadol, Voltarol, mm. became addicted to the tramadol um, and had to wean myself off it myself. Mm. Mm. And That's even hard though, enough road on it. And that was tough enough, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, every yeah. time I went to the doctors, the solution was more medication, more mm. medication, more tablets. And I'm like, I'm fucking 19. 
and I'm taking nearly as many tablets to manage my pain as I am years old. And that ain't right. So I'd used acupuncture in the past and I thought I'd give it another go. And I went to this chap, Jason Davies is called. And fuck, the reason I'm saying his name because if fuck me, go and find him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's in Cheltenham at the moment. And um, I went for a cons- consultation with him and we sat down and he listened to me for 45 minutes, tell my story about my back and about my injury and about mm-hmm. where I was at. Mm-hmm. And he sat there and he just looked and he just went, fuck me, that must have been tough. Bang. He had my trust, and from that point on, he had my absolute trust because he just took the time to appreciate how hard it had been. Like no GP, no doctor, no surgeon yeah. had done, no. and for, and and it was the acupuncture and Jason that I credit that with getting tiny, going. One line, one, one tiny, line, tiny little bit of empathy, and anyone yeah, can do that. That's what I mean. That's yeah. so powerful. You can, if you've got a mate, if you're sitting there and you're watching this, and there's someone in your head, one of your mates, or one of your family, or one of your friends, anything at all. And you're thinking, oh, fuck me, actually, he has got a lot. I have been a bit worried about him. Mm. Fucking go show that boy some empathy and show him some love. And and, mm. and I guarantee you can do it. And it might be a bit nervous for you, but just sit and listen. And when you want to say something, shut the fuck up and listen a bit more. Because <laughs> 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 you know? it, it is it, it's like, it is so, so powerful being heard. Mm. It is really, really powerful yeah. being heard. That sounds incredible, like that journey yeah. that you had, that, that starting that off. And then from 19, from, from then sort of like, how, how long did it take you to fully recover from, from all of that? With all the rehab, it was, I mean, I've, I still struggle with my back daily, mm. you know, mm. but with all the rehab, it was about four years in total, I guess. I okay. had surgery in, when I was about 22. Yeah. Um, but I didn't ever, I, I don't think I ever healed mentally from it. Like okay. in terms of the damage yeah. it did for a yeah. long, long time. And I still, you know, I still, it's the, re, I've, you talk about fear. Yeah. It's quite often the drive for my fear for not doing stuff. Yeah. Is, yeah. My, is how my back respond. Um, and things like that, but it's also it's an excuse sometimes in the past. If if my anxiety or my depression's kicked in, mm. you know, I've used it as an excuse mm. not mm. to do things as well. There's a lot of us who so, use things as excuses. Yeah, you know and I mean? mate, can, I think can put blocks in your own pathway, can't you? Do yeah, you know I mean? so easily. Yeah, hundred percent. Mm. And the twenties and late teens, that is a difficult. It's what you're saying about rite of passage it's and everything. Really hard time. And, yeah, and I lost my know? dad in my uh, in 2009, so like in my twenty late mid twenties as well, and. And and you do need other mentors beyond your dad, you know. Yeah, but it, you know, to lose your dad at that point as well is is quite yeah, a big yeah. deal. But it's what you say about the importance of different mentors because mm. my dad's only you know my dad's only mentor was his dad, and mm. he was in the army and travelled mm. around the world with the army all the time, and and mm. barely saw his son, so he didn't have a great example. And as a result, I love my dad to death, but you know mm. he made mistakes, mm. he, you know, with, mm. with with his parenting, like we all do, you yeah, know. Yeah, and we yeah. all we can do is, is say to my son, is try and be a better version. It's like my son says, like, what's he want to be? I said, all I want you to be is a better version of me, mate. We just mm. keep improving generation on generation. Mm. Mm. You know? I mean, I had quite a similar experience. I, I grew up in the back, in a butcher's cutting room. My oh, did a you? Where are you from um, originally? Is it Cornish your accent? No, no. I'm originally from, dare I say it, Dursley. Oh, are you? Actually, Cam. I'm okay. not originally from Dursley. Yeah, yeah. I'm from Cam. Yeah. So my dad was a butcher in Cam when I was yeah. growing up. I, um, what's the butcher's know. called? I grew up in Thornbury. So. Oh, you grew up in Thornbury, yeah. did you? Um, so it was Pete Hayden Family Butchers. Okay, we yeah. Were, don't you know where Tesco's is now? In, in uh, yeah, yeah. So we were in Chapel Street, which just is by just the Leicester where the florist is now in Chapel yeah, Street. Yeah, yeah. That used to be my dad's I would shop. Almost certainly used your so dad's shop. Yeah. More than likely, at some point, <laughs> my, sis- my sister lived in Dursley as well. So yeah, well, my sister yeah. lived in Dursley. Her husband at the time. Worked oh, at Thornbury Golf Centre, ran Thornbury Golf Course, so yeah, yeah, more than likely, mate. My paths have probably crossed <laughs> and not even known it, mate. Yeah, But yeah, you know, I, my point about that was I, I then went from that and I, I went to university and then dropped out and it was a whole other story in itself. But then I, I went into um, uh, truck driving yeah. straight away. And, and so I, I grew up in like 
manly environment with yeah, yeah. you know manly men butchers cutting room you know i used yeah. to clean up from a dad from the age of 11 so yeah. i was around these guys and it it, it was a a very masculine environment yeah. but a little sensitive me in the middle of that you mm. know um, and I grew up with a bit of a broken relationship with my mum. Right. You know, we, we didn't bond. We were separated when we, when I was a baby. She was really ill. She couldn't care for me. So we had a screwed up relationship for, you know, most of her life, unfortunately. Um, and she died when I was 36. And that right. was actually what, what put me into trying, retraining as a counsellor. Nice. You know, that coming out of all of that and then, do. you know, turning that around. Um, but yeah, my, my point being about masculinity was I grew up in all of this and it's yeah. sensitive me and didn't feel like I fitted in. And I was going to say, did you fit? Yeah. Who I was for a long time. Yeah. And it took me until I went into my first session of therapy at about 30 um, and started finding out who I was. Yeah. And then I walked out of that therapy feeling like I'd gone in as a boy and come out as a man, still with a childish attitude but yeah yeah and like, there's nothing wrong in living still, keeping that you still you know enjoy I mean? fart gags it's fine play play is fun you <laughs> yeah know what yeah I mean? play is no, essential you know it's really interesting because again there's like just me and you sat here and yeah. both of us yeah. felt we didn't fit in to, exactly. yeah to, that was my point whereas yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. can we can it's, actually be you know a lot more in about fitting in it's about and now look at what and, we're trying to do yeah. do you know what i mean both yeah. both of us kind of striving in in the similar direction with mental health yeah men's men's mental health awareness and trying to spread love and happiness in the yeah, world yeah, absolutely. you know it, it just goes to show for, for anybody watching this you can come from a, a pretty crappy start yeah. or have some issues that imp impinge your journey along the way yeah. but you can and it's, conquer whatever you yeah, want to, and it's it's, you know? it's like it's not it's you're not going to go from here to here like, no, like that no, you know, no. there's going to be ups and downs through it as well and it's understanding that and being kind around what's that the lovely joe rogan uh, quote he, he talks about building his comedy career and right. he said I realised I was trying to build a mountain and then I told myself I've just got to do it one layer of paint at a time and I fucking love yeah. that because it's yeah. just it says it so, it says it so beautifully yeah. do you know what I mean you're just trying to build something really big and you, yeah. you know we're trying to build and something big and it happens big, naturally and it yeah. happens naturally but you can't you can't force I it I would on, also you know. say as well I think if if people like if there's some people like our, 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 I say our age, I'm 41. I'm 47 this yeah. year. So yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, 40, 50, ages. 60, like don't feel it's too late to start that journey. Cause I think one thing you realise is like, actually, you know yourself better than you give yourself credit for already. We had, um, so the talking dudes one we did, which is this introduction workshop, we did a few mm. during lockdown. Mm -hmm. um, and there was one guy on there, he was in his late fifties and he'd moved to a new city. He, okay. He'd come out after, in his fifties mm. um, as gay. Mm. And he was like, I don't know anyone. I don't do anything. I don't go out. And and it and and actually, what he'd done is come on this training course himself off his own back, met a load of guys who felt in a similar way and talked openly about his sexuality to them without any fear. It's like fuck me, mate. Look what you've just look done. what you've just done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Apparently, you know yourself a bit better than you thought. Isn't that beautiful? And it's that's the power again of of, of dudes and dogs of any other man group of any other connection you can make mm. of picking the phone up to your mate of, of mm. sitting down and having a chat like this. Fucking me! If you want to put microphones out and record it, record it and put it on mm. YouTube because it's not going to cause mm. no. you know having an open no. conversation about masculinity. God no! We should be doing more of it. Hell yeah! I try and have that every day. Yeah. You know what I mean. I, yeah. I, I, you know, every day I'm yeah. chatting to somebody or other when I'm out and about. You know, yeah. And and I love going out on the street and doing the street interviews. That's been yeah, so I insightful. Oh, mate, I bet that's really connection. So yeah. insightful. And and you know what I've I've actually realised is that there's so much wisdom yeah. in the older generations that just gets lost. Gotcha. Because nobody nobody talks to old people, and there's this idea that 
old people, we just pack them off into a home and leave them to die. Yeah. And and I'm like, I, I've interviewed a few old people out on the street, like elderly people or retired or whatever, you yeah. know, whatever label you want to put on. But I, I've I've learned so much from talking to them and I've been genuinely, I've been blown away by everybody we've spoken to. Everybody who's spoken to us has been yeah. so open and honest about their mental health and, you know, how they deal with it. And some people have told us so much of their journey. I've, I've had to cut it and not put it out in the podcast because I didn't... I bet that was therapy you know, to, for them, though. You know, you know? Yeah, it was probably therapy for them, but I didn't want to put that out for no, them. No, no. You know what I mean? You know, I'm very respectful about what I try and put out of people's stories. But I think it, the point of this is just like, why aren't we learning from the wisdom that we have in our society used to you know, didn't we? Th these guys have got like fucking years of experience yeah. of lived experience yeah. you know let's but that's, share yeah, that you and know? do you know what it. you look at nature and it, it's exactly what does happen you know the chimps getting the termites out you know they, yeah. the older yeah. chimps teach them the, the, the dolphins that come up onto the land to, yeah. to get take stuff all those killer whales it's passed from generation to generation and and actually we do have a responsibility mm. to help the younger generation to mm. to to find their way in the world mm. this is their world for the future is theirs to shape you know yeah. but it, it's absolutely for us to help them and, and and like you know there's so like you say there's so much wisdom in the world out there yeah. and and everything comes around in cycles you know so I, like we're talking about Jung and Freud fundamentally yeah yeah that's absolutely. that's how long we've yeah. been talking about this <laughs> stuff you know so yeah, it, it all comes right. around and goes around around and and people have that wisdom and that understanding and there's nothing wrong with talking to someone who has a different opinion and stuff you no, know it's like no. my mum my for instance is really scared of a Labour government but she grew up with one in the 70s when mm. actually it, you know oh, well, let's not get political but her experience of it was not positive so despite mm. the fact she absolutely can't stand the current government she's scared of a Labour government mm. and it's mm. understanding that actually she has been through that yeah, period yeah, as well yeah. and, and listening to it doesn't mean it has to change how i feel no. but i should absolutely listen to it and understand and and we yeah, yeah and, and talking to people about experience oh, and God, experience danger just, with all the yeah, woke gonna... stuff is that nobody realizes that actually what happened with fascism and this is the way it's there going you go. you there know, you listen, go listen to constantine Kissin talk about it yeah i hope i've got his name right um, yeah yeah, yeah no, but you know who i mean yeah. uh, you know he, he's from, from trigonometry yeah he listened to him talk about it and you're like fucking hell we yeah. do not want to go back there we really don't no. you know but you're right listening to experiences but the, the valuable, way things like know. fascism happens is because people don't fucking talk and and, and, and discuss and be open <laughs> exactly. about it and say fuck me no and and um what was I going to say? Yeah, I'm reading a lot of. Um, so I've been reading um, Noam Chomsky recently. Oh yeah, Noam Chomsky. Yeah, 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 and going through his, and it's that's yeah. pretty terrifying. And, and I think everyone yeah. should fucking that should be part of our history in schools. God, yes. Because the mistakes that the American go not mistakes, the actions that were taken by various governments, Americans in particular. Mm. And again, we won't get into politics, we into politics but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, we it's need real. to learn from those mistakes in those areas because what we're seeing in certain countries and in certain parts of the world with the far right and things is hate. Let's mm. call it what it is. It's, it's fucking hate. hate. It is hate. It's yeah. nothing else. Yeah. You can have a political view different to mine. You can have a right wing view. I was brought up in a in a conservative mm. family, supporting Margaret Thatcher. I don't Thatcher. think there is a right and a left anymore. I'm very know? central. You know, I think yeah, yeah. If if I'm leaning one way, I probably go left. But but far right or far left are mm. equally damaging and and as say and equally hateful. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. yeah. I what agree. It, yeah, which is I think why I want to spread love in the world as well. Yeah, you know, exactly. Because it is the only way to beat hate is spread love. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. If that makes me a hippie, I'll hold my hand up. No, nah, no, nah, with yeah. you all the way. <laughs> and also, we judge like too quick on opinion and difference of opinion and stuff. And, I, and think so. like I think so. I think so. And, and we take media it polarise everything. Yeah. I think you know, media, you either have one end of the scale or the other end of the scale. Yeah. And all of the different shades of colour in the middle of that yeah. are missed out. Yeah, you know? it's very black you've and white. Be one or you've got to be the other. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I find that 
quite worrying. It was a big thing with Bristol, obviously, with the with the um, Colston statue, obviously. Yes, and that was and, huge. And huge and a huge part of history. And yeah. and I was chatting about this with someone who wasn't from Bristol the other day about the plinth and stuff mm. uh, and and stuff. And it, and I think again, it's it's really I I personally I'm and and it's not for me to comment because I don't come from a from a from a race or a line yeah, of people yeah. that suffered slavery and persecution mm. for so many mm. years at the hands of others, mm. but. If we don't acknowledge that this shit went down mm-hmm. and and try and deny it, we need reminders. We're we're going to forget and we're going to repeat and we're going to repeat history again. If humanity doesn't remind now, itself of the times that it was a prick. No, then, exactly. You know. Now, Colston should not be on a plinth in our city centre. No, no, but that is one moment in history. But actually, if people know about Bristol, Bristol white, black, everything, have yeah. been protesting to have Colson taken down for years. Yeah, that yeah. isn't a new thing. Yeah, no, that, no, no, what you saw was the culmination yeah, of yeah. years of wanting for that to go. But it's about recognising we are so... Bristol, Liverpool, you know, we were part of the slave triangle and, and it's really yeah. important to understand that, Yeah, to reflect it. And, and as, yeah. as people that were responsible for it at that time, to make sure we... we remember it so it doesn't happen shit like that doesn't go down again i'm not suggesting we no, get okay, back to yeah. slavery but no, no no god no we can't forget what happened to the jews and we can't forget what happened no. with the world wars and and you know i'm going to take my son across to france this year and, and do dunkirk and stuff in okay, the next few cool, years because cool. it's really important yeah, it's really important for him to because learn, yeah. it was yeah it was a big it, it was wasn't that long ago it really wasn't it really that long wasn't ago not in the grand scheme of no. things you know but i think you're right and, and i think the the danger of doing things like that is there's, it's like a trying to rewrite history, and yeah. you can't rewrite history. We can only learn from it. Yeah, you know, and you, you need to leave history where it is. You, you can't rewrite it. You and know, you, yeah. you only learn. You're from absolutely it right. And use absolutely. it to inform the future. Yeah, and yeah, we need to have a different future. And you know, yeah, hundred percent. We need to abolish slavery altogether because it's still going on. Yeah, modern Cobalt day slavery. Mines, blah, 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 absolutely, you know, I could go on forever absolutely. About it, but you know, sports we, we washing's to, a big one at the moment. It's yeah. getting under my skin. Um, yeah, being a big sportsman, I'm finding it very difficult. And and yeah, it's 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 understanding that these these extremes they come from fear of the unknown and and lack of knowledge and understanding. You know, the reason mm. that fascism happened in in the 30s and and why it was allowed to grow in the way it did was because of fear and unknown propaganda mm. to create mm. that fear. And actually, yeah, they lose the fear, lose the hate, create understanding, mm. understand cultures better. I love reading about religions and faiths. I'm not mm. really actually, I, I'm I'm flirting, but it's you know I, I'm. I'm spiritual, not religious. I'm, I'm spiritual, I'm but at. so yeah, and I am. An, I've been practicing Buddhism for a little while, and and I'm mm-hmm. so I'm flirting with the idea. I can't call okay. myself Buddhist yet, um, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I will. Actually, I'm quite comfortable with my own version of it. But I think there's there's some um, there's what it means to you, is, and actually is what I take from from you know any any religion because they're all pretty much saying the same thing at their base core. And I actually, think it, Buddhism know, kind of encourages that to say, yeah. don't just fall in line create your own version of yeah, faith yeah. and as long as it's benefiting the world around so that's how i've read it anyway but yeah, but yeah. i do read about other religions and other faiths because mm-hmm. again if you don't you're kind of scared of what you're not aware of yeah well, and it's know? fascinating and, and again 90 percent of religion and faith it creates what we've been talking about treat people with love cash compassion and kindness it's just the extreme 10 percent that which is governed by fear and hate and unknown Mm, mm, God, we've gone deep there. Should we go we back to Dudes and Dogs? Let's go back to Dudes and Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have you got coming up with Dudes and Dogs, mate? We should, I haven't got a clock anywhere near me, which is brilliant. But we should probably wrap up pretty soon. Okay. Right? Yeah. So, we're in a sort of big pro situation of rebuilding and remapping is with Dudes and Dogs. So, okay. yep. we, we're desperate to start more walks, but we now have to get the funding 
okay. and the correct money behind us from whether that's council or private investment mm-hmm. to give it a long-term sustainable future, which means paying some salaries, but also mm-hmm. covering the cost of insuring and DBS checks and everything else like mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier. So you want to make something safe. You want to provide a safe service. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and I'll be honest, up to now it's been a passion project. And mm-hmm. although we did risk assessments and things like that, we, we didn't have a lot of the governance and safety that we needed in okay. place. So yeah, we, yeah. we've got that now, but with that comes more cost. And we now need the support to be able to start more walks. So we're in a holding pattern at the moment. We're applying mm-hmm. for funding um, and grants from various places, looking at sort of small and larger funding. Um, we need funds to start a walk. We need to get a van back on the road because mm-hmm. that was one of the big ways we spread our message was by going out in the mm-hmm. branded camper van. Mm-hmm. Um, but it meant I didn't incur cost when I went to start new walks as well. Yeah, We've yeah. staying over and things like that. Um, so, yeah, that's sort of where we're at at the moment, just this holding stage. We are looking for people to get in touch if if they're interested in hosting a walk. But at this point, until mm. we get money in place, we won't be starting any more walks because of, of all the reasons we need that long-term sustainability. So we are doing the six-month anxiety challenge is going on with our YouTube channel. Jason and mm. I do some chats every week. Um, we haven't done one this week because he's had to go back to New Zealand for family reasons. But um, we're going to keep things going. But at the moment, it's a bit of a holding stage where we create that long-term stability. So if, if anyone does want to help out with funding, anything like that, then please get in touch and if they can help us and point us in the right direction. Fantastic. Then that be amazing but we the key thing for dudes and dogs is more walks basically we want to start more walks and actually the model is there if Mm. once the funding is to get things going really quickly Mm. so um yeah we just we just need to get that that little bit over the line this year it's i I, i'm taking a again to self-care i'm Mm. taking a bit of time for myself this year Mm -hmm. so i've put Mm. all my savings on my personal life Mm. into it i need to go out and actually earn a salary as well this year for myself Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and you, again, can't look after anyone if you can't look mm. after yourself. Exactly. And um, that's the priority for this year, so that when we do have the funding in place, mm. we're in a good place, both myself and the business, to to run. Um, you can't drink from an empty cup, can you? There you go. And I'd fall out of love with it, mate, if I'm completely honest, um, because of what happened with lockdown and it stopping. Mm. And the love's back now, And um, but I had to rebuild that myself. And, mm. and, mm. and I, again, talking about those earlier emotions, I was getting angry that people weren't coming on the walk and I was getting frustrated people mm. weren't using the service when we know, and we know there's a need for it. And I was getting annoyed at people not funding us for grants mm. when... They know there's a demand for it in their community. They want us to pay for it. And and a lot of the stuff is, is from people not wanting to attend was born from fear, though, wasn't it? You know, absolutely, it mate. Fear. It's not for me to get angry about. No, no, no. But I, I mean, well, it is for you to get angry about because that fear was unnecessary. Yeah. But you know? it's not it's for not me like to your get. Anger was misplaced. You know? No, it's, and it's actually, it goes back to what we said. I was angry and I was frustrated, yeah. but I was angry and frustrated at the wrong place. Mm. You know, and mm. actually. I, you know, I'm I'm okay with being angry and pissed off at local government and mm. and local councils for not subsidising mm. dudes and dogs. The fact is, Bristol as an example was had a dudes and dogs walk going for three years, cost nothing, and now they won't put the money where their mouth is to support that work. You know, and, and other councils as well. I'll tell you what, take Bristol out. I don't want to name and shame anyone, but mm. other councils mm. as well. You know, have turned us down because they believe the support for men's. Me- I was told a few weeks ago by one specific council that the support for men's mental health in the area is good. Now, I know it isn't. It's a communal area with huge, huge suicide rates. Mm. Yet they're telling us something that's completely not true. Now, I know there's, the money's tight and stuff and it's difficult. But, yeah, that, that's that's where my frustration should be rather than the people not coming on the walks. And actually, then I can focus much more on what we do to get it over the line. And, and we've done all our stuff. That's what I will say. At mm. Dudes and Dogs, we've got our governance. We've created our standards. We've done everything they've asked. So right now... Yeah, it's for them to step up, and and I'm being a bit braver about saying that. It's a bit of positive. I think re- you have to be. Yeah, positive be. rebellion. I'm calling it, mate. Good. It's it's like I, I'm not a rebel in life. I'm very much, <laughs> but on yeah. this, I'm going to be, and I'm going to say, Good. actually, 
if people want to know why more dudes and dogs walks haven't started around the country it's because council yeah. government and the organizations involved haven't yeah. stepped up and put their money where their mouth is to support us There's so there you go massive lack of funding for yeah. mental health Huge, services yeah and that's the biggest stop. thing there is and small pots of money lots of people after it completely understand mm. that but mm. actually what we're after is fairly low fry and, and we have success so yeah i'm going to call them out on it what the hell yeah i think you should I think, I think that needs to happen because you know at the end of the day it just relies on private investment then yeah. to run you know yeah and, and like one of my um one of my closest friends is in south at the moment he had a, a horrible car accident Fuck. um i went up to visit him yesterday he's, he's in icu mm-hmm. and um i was walking through the hospital and i clocked a poster to my right as i was walking through and i double took it because i was like what the fuck yeah south hospital charity and I looked at it a bit deeper, and yeah, you know, they're doing like um, like art things in the hospital mm. and stuff to help patients and all this. And I'm thinking, why the fuck is there a charity running in a fucking hospital yeah. for services to run yeah. in a hospital that should be there paid for? Yeah. You know? It, it hundred, is, it sh- is it's, disgusting. It should be, but as you say, it's and not. And no wonder people are angry when they see like our politicians taking side jobs for however many grand it was a, a day, whatever. You yeah, know? absolutely. Like, or, hang on a fucking minute. Or the close links to large charities, to, yeah. to you know, to those governments and stuff like that i mean there are i'm not i'll tell you in fact i won't even speak about dudes and dogs because then it sounds like it's coming from for me no no, there are lots of organizations small organizations like mine who do not need huge funds of investment to get going and by backing them we have first we because the reason we do it is because we've experienced it ourselves Mm. and because we care and we're the right people to be doing it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and actually these millions of pounds that are given out to these large charities and organisations which have these connections, these smaller pots should be made available to organisations like myself mm. To, mm. to challenge it because mm. say that's how we do it and it's the f- support is just not there. Mm. We've got people like me who want to help their community and say there's lots of people who do amazing stuff and are just not supported. Mm. And, and, you know, I, I've, through doing, do, uh, it's going to sound a bit, I don't, mate, fuck it. Through doing dudes and dogs, I'm financially far worse off mm-hmm. than I've ever been, mm-hmm. and I I live day to day, and I haven't got if, if you're going to talk about Maslow's needs and stuff and hierarchical <laughs> structure, I haven't got any of the basics. <laughs> there is, I'll go and get my textbook. <laughs> refer- referencing me, yeah. There's <laughs> actually, I'm gonna it's... I'm gonna recommend a book to you before you leave. Oh yeah, please do. You. Okay, yeah. Let me tell you. Um, I I I have. I believe from our end at Dudes and Dogs, we've done everything. I, sh- I shouldn't, someone like myself shouldn't be in the position I'm now in. No. And the fact is, I would say eight, nine times out of 10, mm. people that try and do what I do and do end Fall up in over. this situation and end up not making a success of what is a very good, very successful idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, I couldn't agree more, mate. And it's great to see that you're passionate about that because so yeah. am I. And and it, it makes me angry when I see things not happening. Yeah. You know, when I see like huge amounts of money being spent on war and fucking unnecessary Or written bollocks. off on PPI, or, 15 yeah, billion. Off on PPI, yeah. Or, yeah, any of this shit that goes on that yeah. is unnecessary. And then you've got people on the street who are homeless with massive mental health issues, no money given to them. You've no. got children in the fucking fostering system that have lost parents and yeah. looking, you know and they need a massive amount of help there are so many places like that in society where money is needed to help improve people's lives and that's not happening at the same time as we're spending money on removing other people's lives uh, across the other side of the world how the fuck does that even work yeah 
You know, and it's, the, you talk about anger, right? Yeah, and that's the stuff is, to get angry the about. Stuff that, to get angry yeah, about, you absolutely. Know? And uh, yeah, I will, I will say it out loud because we're going to start a campaign soon around this because good. The fuck it, the I'm world is so fucking unbalanced at the moment. Yes. Record fucking profits for energy companies. Oh. I can't. I I am so far behind on my energy bills. I that's one of my major debts. I'm sorry, but bunch right? of cunts. I'm bunch, not going to yeah, say that. Fucking right. Yeah. Fucking right. Why, when we're having a cost of living crisis, mm. are these companies with record profits not being covered? Why is the top one percent who are billionaires in this country helping out the rest of us during this time? Why, when I go to a supermarket who have also had record profits, are they asking me to put things in the food? bank tins why aren't they doing a fucking every tenner why aren't they putting a pot exactly. in the fact is the world we live in right now isn't yeah. is fucked in terms of balance it's all with the rich and it's unfair and we just accept it yeah and it should not happen we should not go for a cost of living crisis no. and people like you and me end up completely fucked while the, the disaster capitalists make a fucking fortune at the top end so that's something Mate, I work yeah. as a lorry driver right I, yeah. I go into supermarket RDCs yeah. I go into main warehouses I go into all sorts of places mainly to do with the food industry that's just how I, it's happened for me the amount of waste Don't, yeah. right, right okay the, yeah. the companies that throw away food that, that like throw away bread they throw away milk they throw away basic staples oh. they're throwing away canned stuff that, that's alright it's gone out of date but it's not gone off yeah. you know and, and I've set, I've challenged it why are you yeah. not putting this into the home? There are charities who will come and pick this up and yeah. distribute it to the homeless. Yeah. You know the answer? Mate, go on. We don't want our brand seen to be associated with the homeless. Fuck off. I well, kid you not. Fuck. Then there it is. You know? in a big, and, yeah. and if you're a supermarket and say, for example, I'm, I'm not picking on any one particular brand. No, no. If, if you're picking, say, like a, I'm not, oh, all right, I won't use brands. I can do it with that. Yeah, brand. yeah, that's fine. If you're picking a, a, a pack of branded baked beans, okay, in a supermarket and they've gone out of date, mm. you then can't give that can no. of beans away because it's got somebody else's brand on it. It's ridiculous. Just in case that upsets the brand and yeah. then they don't let the supermarket stock it anymore and, wow. you know. Yeah. So you've got all this like interplay politics and bullshit that comes into it as well, mate. Look and, at and farming actually, as well. This we we have a yeah, country yeah. that is on it. We actually we could be fully sustainable. Like, Massively. We so. we could be. Like, I, I if you want if you wanted to you could live off fifty. We're we're so lucky with our resources. Mm. You could live happily with as much meat and fish and good mm. veg as you wanted mm. within fifty mile mm. radius of your house, pretty much. You know. We have a perfect climate in this country for growing. We for really growing, do for growing. We really climate. do. And what we're we doing? We're fucking all our farmers over and using big corporate companies leaching well. the land monocrop agriculture blah, 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 you milk know what farm I mean? all of it. Yeah, agriculture yeah. yeah yeah cost of meat you know i'm a big yeah. meat eater but Me it's a fucking life put, yeah. put the value of that life on it and, yeah. and and stop all this fucking processed supermarket bullshit and yeah. and, and grow it locally grow it properly mm. farm it mm. and support our I'll communities give my local farm shop a shout out up in easter compton ah right it's there. a beauty by the way fantastic yeah, yeah absolutely fantastic awesome blokes everything is organic it's yep. local and it's not expensive and i bet you everyone listening not. or watching this will have a good butchers nearby they yeah, don't nearby know about them. yeah yeah you know, or a local them. farm yeah. shop that does it you know they, they yeah. do uh, meat boxes don't they down at easter yeah, compton yeah, i think yeah, i've do done it before yeah great spot they're amazing yeah. like like they've done like i, I can't I can't say enough about the quality compared to yeah. supermarket. I know I grew up as a butcher's son. I've always been fussy about meat. Yeah, me but, too, but not a butcher's son. <laughs> but you, you go into a supermarket and you buy something in a plastic packet and you're thinking, Jesus Christ. The biggest lesson I had was pork. When you cook a pork chop, the amount of water that comes out of a supermarket, comes out, yeah, then yeah. you get a proper pork Awful. chop. And yeah. chicken. Chicken's yeah, the same. Absolutely, yeah. pump full. So, yeah, there's, mm. there's lots of ways. And I, and I guess what I'm kind of saying is that those guys, that the local butchers, local shops, they're doing shit for our community. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, they are. Go and embrace them. it. We, you know, we do need to support our high streets. We do need to support our communities. We do need to support yeah. small organisations like myself. There's yeah. a chap like, in fact, I'll give a shout out to a guy called Keith, and he never wants me to give him a shout out. <laughs> He's been donating twenty five quid every month to Dudes and Dogs for the last twelve months or so. Oh, bless him. He just does it out of the kindness of his heart. He doesn't legend. ask where it goes. What a legend. He doesn't ask what you do with it. Keith, you're a beautiful man. There you go, Keith. Thank you, yeah. mate. Um, but that's what I mean. He does that because he sees something that's helping his local community. That you know? is amazing. And it's lovely. And not it's everyone could give 25 quid, but you can. No. You could go and walk at your local dog shelter, which doesn't cost anything. Or you could go and help with some local, you know, some elderly or some aged care. There's lots and lots of things you yeah. can do. Yeah. And I promise you'll feel better. Instead you know? of lining in the pockets of Starbucks or Costa, yeah. just, just one day a week, right? Yeah. If you buy a coffee every day of the week, it's just one day a week, don't have one. And give three quid to dudes and dogs. Love it. Or, yeah, or, 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 or anyone else. Anywhere like that. Absolutely. You know, anything Absolutely. like that. Just, just do yeah. that. And if everybody did that, oh my God. Like, happy days. Know, happy days, wouldn't it? I reckon that's a nice place, mate. I reckon that's a good place to end. Yeah. Thank you very much. For mate, I've loved off. it. Really Tell nice. Tell everybody quickly where they can get in touch with you. Let's give out your social medias, your website. Yeah. Your, so um, um, www.dudesanddogs.co.uk. Mally's off already. Yeah, if you want to book onto a walk um, or find out anything of the work we do. We do a lot of work with military groups as well. We have a uh, an app which is completely free for anyone who is current or ex-military called Man Down UK, Fantastic. which provides everything from um, booking on a walk to full-blown crisis support. That's so that's completely free app and completely free service if, if you want to use it um we do offer also of corporate training and workshops um which i come and do which are lived experience talks they're pretty good pretty funny uh i hope um uh, but hopefully pretty uh, sort of engaging in terms of the workplace and we are also trialing walks for key stage two um because oh, i'm a big cool. believer actually if we can get kids talking about emotions at that stage that's awesome you save up the fucked up adults later i in didn't life. know you were doing that that's yeah amazing. we've we've only tried a couple of sites but again if there's any schools wow. watching this that want to trial it it's for uh, yeah key stage two age groups boys and girls and we come along for 45 minutes with a simple question how are you but fundamentally our bread and butter is the walks and mm. and i can't start enough walks at the moment <laughs> because we don't have the funding so for which ones do i need to speak to that's, that, that's mine so that is for me my, my biggest plea is one if if you're watching this and you can fund it and you can help with funding or you have contacts please reach out and get in touch and and help us if you don't have funding contacts and you're just a dude who's watching this and actually what you'd like to do is get on a walk and you're a bit scared, please do, because not only are you helping yourself, not only are you helping the other guys on the walks, you'll be helping dudes and dogs get a long-term future. So there you go. Awesome. Thank you very much <laughs> no for joining me today, Mate, Rob. it's been an absolute, absolute pleasure. pleasure. Yeah. First of many, I hope. Hope so, mate. Hope, hope so. so. We're on a skydive and a round of golf, and I guess. And a skydive and a round of golf, yeah. yeah. Well, Done. We'll come out of it well. Done. Nice one. Take care, mate. Awesome, mate. Cheers. We'll do. Bye. Cheers.